0: Here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon.
1: Miller and Condon on 1460. KXNO.
0: All right, good morning, everybody, and welcome in. It's Miller and Condon on a Thursday, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, myself, Ken Miller, with you for the next couple of hours, and uh, thank you for carving out some of your morning to spend uh, with us. On the BMW of Des Moines guest list today, we're going to talk to our friend Brian Arilco, coming up here in about 10 minutes with the Iowa Racing and Gaming uh, Commission. Uh, With the governor yesterday, uh, green-lighted a number of businesses, casinos not being one of them. So we'll get Brian's. Uh, Maybe he's got some information as when we may uh, hear that casinos are going to open up. One of the other things, and maybe the biggest thing that I want to address with Brian at uh, at 1010, is apparently there's a big push amongst DraftKings, who is licensed here in the state of Iowa through the relationship with the three Wild Rose properties, to license... And to make available for wagering, esports. Ah As a sixty-one-year-old, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> I have no idea what esports are, Trent Condon. Well, it is video games. Video game. Like if esports would have been around, what was the first? E- Pac Man. Pac Man's a good one. Galaga. No, I don't remember Galaga. No. Uh, there was one more that was pretty popular. I don't remember. I never played them. You're not a video game. I was guy. never into I think I played Pac Man once. I'm honest to God, I'm not. A, I'm That's not it. At once, maybe. And, and I might have walked away halfway through the game. It just didn't move my needle, right? <laughs> right. But look at them. How can you. Uh, you can't knock them? They generate billions of dollars, right? People. But So this would be guys like you? Well,
2: not necessarily. I would that be this... betting on
0: Condon to beat you. Witch?
2: yeah, right? That's what it would be. You're betting on whatever the game that they're playing, who's going to win? Mm-hmm. It's as simple as that. So you're not betting, I guess, on a team. You're betting on a person and what they're going to do. It's a huge market. Did I... you bet against yourself no. in this? No, no, not at all. I, I, I so you're so you you placed a bet on. I mean, these are some of the questions,
0: right? Right. Uh, I, I just don't get it. As as difficult as it was for years, oh, we can't have sports which mm-hmm. You're going to ruin the country. Now all of a sudden we're not we're not uh, we've pa- gone past
2: games. We're going to bet on video games. Is it team video games? It can be. Yeah, there are teams. There are teams that are put together, and you either play as a team together in some of the the fighting the war type games. Uh-huh. You can go that direction, or individuals, and you're just playing. The FIFA soccer game. That's one I saw on TV right as the sports were being shut down. I flipped on, and I think it was on TNT one night, and it was two guys playing FIFA. And they broadcast this. And there was commentators talking about what they were doing, and they cut to a little interview, and this is what happened, and this is how it went down, <laughs> and et cetera, et cetera. I watched 10 minutes of it, and I said, well, that's not for me, <laughs> right? but that's what it is. And if it wasn't, you know, I've also seen them when I, I flipped it on and flipped around. ESPN 2 sometimes has some of that stuff. And it will be them playing one of those fighting games. I've never been a fan of those kind of games. Like Rock'em Sock'em Robots? Well, I've, it's a little more advanced than that. Okay, But, yeah, they're playing that and like, uh, just watching a bunch of guys with their guns sitting around and trying to snipe people off and things like that. Now you're playing a, a game. You're playing a sports game. I can get into it a little bit more. But still, I'm just going to play a video game. if I, if, I, if I want to see a video game, I'm just going to play it myself right. as opposed to... Watching other people play video games, it's something that, speaking of missed generations, this is one I do not get, but it is a big market.
0: I'm I'm with you, Trent. Look, I think last year, um, Fortnite was a big game, and Mm -hmm. the only reason that I know that is because my favorite player in the NHL apparently was hooked on it, and it was um hurting his performance on the ice apparently oh, okay. um Patrick Liney is a, a young kid he was 20 21 years old at the time and apparently this was uh preventing him from uh filling the back of the net <laughs> and, and I so I guess I don't know I, I just I don't know is is there will there be a market for this I mean I know there's a market for the games Yeah, but will there be people that are actually clamoring to bet on this stuff there already is it's already something that is, and you can't. I mean, what's easier? I hate to use the word "fix" because I don't believe in fixing games, mm-hmm. right? Ah, oh, the refs on the take. Well, how did he? What was he told? How did he get the information to bet on what team? Right? Is it an email? Does somebody knock on your door prior to the game? Mm-hmm. You know,
2: um, it just seems like Trent. You could fix this at the drop of a hat. Yeah, I mean, but the money involved is pretty big.
0: So yeah. you, so you. Okay, so they, that's something I don't know. Yes. So if you're playing Danklewitch, it's
2: Condon versus Danklewitch. Sure. You're, you're being paid if you win? That's what these are. These are big events. These are events that... Who's well, paying you? These sponsors. The They put these in arenas. They sold out arenas to watch these people play video games. Again, this is the disconnect that on the, I have. On the Jumbotron? Yes, people go to these events to watch oh them God. be played, and that's what it is. So it really wouldn't be me. This country's got more problems than COVID. <laughs> versus a reign of guy. It is this professional esports athlete against the other professional esports So they call athlete. themselves athletes. Well, <laughs> that's a very relative term, but yes, that's, uh, <laughs> I guess, the easiest way to describe them, and that's what it would be. It wouldn't be you betting on yourself, yeah. am I going to win? It is your betting against anyone. I mean, think of it another way. You know, if somebody just came up with this cockamamie idea out Jay of hang today, in today. We'll get to you in a second, Jake. And said, this is what we're going to do. We're going yeah. to put out odds for a horse running in a circle around a track with a little guy on top of him. Yeah. People said, well, that's idiotic. Why would you ever do that? But it's been in the American history that's and the true. world history for such a long time that yeah. it is part of it. I mean,
0: it's well kinda... because in the field where they used to race my horse against your horse right. you know there would be money bet over the fence
2: well now it's it's My regulated. guy versus your guy. How
0: do you regulate esports? I guess you do. I mean, I don't get it, but may- maybe there's an appetite for it. Let's get Jake in here. We're going to get Brian Arilco coming up in uh, in the next few minutes. By the way, it's Restaurant Radio. Uh, we look forward to uh, Restaurant Radio today. Mic makes that possible. We will get um, our restaurants. We'll let you know who they are. Uh, coming up on the program today at 1130 to complete the uh, BMW Des Moines guest list, uh, Matt Snyder from CBS, uh, one of their national MLB writers looking forward to talking to Matt Snyder. Jake, thanks for being patient. What's on your mind?
3: Uh, I just had a question for you, Ken. It's similar to your esports betting thing, but it's not esports. Why um, is it that uh, horse races are not part of the um, the app? W- yeah, and in streaming, I've seen like other states. It appears they'll you know the horse races are going on and people are streaming. I'm sort of like if you were out at Prairie Meadows, yep. they would have races from other tracks.
0: Right. You, you can or
3: other. Other places can bet on Prairie Meadows.
0: Right. And you can, you just can't do it on your sports app. You have to open up a racing account, tvg.com. Uh, I, uh, go on expressbet.com. I think they, most, I think it's every track in North America. There are 40 states that allow you to wager on horse races, uh, from your home or on your app, wherever you might be. And that's been going on prior to sports being, uh, approved. But, but the sports account, is um, for whatever reason, sports and horse are not mingled. I don't know the answer behind that, but I know it's it's separate companies that allow you to bet uh, on horses, but you can't bet on sports on your app. So you have to have two different companies.
3: And is is Iowa one of those forty? Yeah,
0: no, you can bet. Yeah, absolutely. I sit at home every weekend and play well, not every weekend anymore, Jared but um yeah, um there's there's seldom a month go by that I don't, you know, carve out a day and find a track and and fire at it on my Express Bet or T V G or Twin Spires as the biggest one. That's Churchill Downs, advanced deposits advanced deposit wagering company. For instance, tomorrow, Jake, uh excuse me, on Saturday, Churchill Downs is on Fox Sports One all day. From the from their first race, I mean, they're clamoring for programming. So, if you want to open an account and bet on horses, as many people have during these uh, shutdown of sports, uh, you you are it is legally uh, okay to do in the state of Iowa.
3: And so, if DraftKings or William Hill or whoever is you know trying to tap an esports market, yep, um, to you know open up further revenue streams, what prevents them from doing that with the horse races, like these other? you know options you just listed do
0: yeah I, I think it's i think it's a legal um a legal question more so i just i don't think they're allowed to offer paramutual well in fact i can ask brian rilko because he's on hold uh to to speak with trent and myself so i'll ask that for uh, ask that right now jake okay thank you yeah thanks for calling in appreciate you listening let's get our friend brian rilko in here from the iowa racing and gaming commission uh, hello brian how are you I'm
3: doing good, Kent. Good to talk to you guys.
0: No, it's great to talk to you, Brian. So you you might have heard the question uh, Jake asked the question: Why can't I bet horses on my DraftKings or on my William Hill account? Um, I know that it, you have to have two separate accounts. I'm an ExpressBet customer. TVG, TwinSpires, are the other two big ones. Why can't you bet sports on? Or why can't you bet horses on your sports account, Brian? Yeah, it, it
3: that uh, uh, question really? Uh, it's because of the way um the law was written in Iowa there uh, uh is a specific uh method um to wager on paramutual uh racing and that's through the a d w provider which right now is TVG, but the way the law was written, uh, the sports books were not given permission to offer any type of paramutual wagering. Um, there has been a question as to whether or not they could offer fixed odds wagering, and that may be something that comes up down the road. Interesting. But, uh, it's it's- simply uh simply just the way this, the statute was written when uh, this law was put into place last year and 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 really um, they it's it's almost a situation where um uh, the different licensees have different roles in the state and and that's how it was set up here
0: you know just to, to, I want to clarify something and I want our audience I I just told I'm an ExpressBet customer. Uh I'm not doing anything illegally. You mentioned um Prairie Meadows has that Prairie Meadows has a relationship with TVG. So if you want to bet on Prairie Meadows in Central Iowa and I'm assuming in the state of Iowa, you have to be a TVG customer. I cannot sit in my home in Ankeny on my ExpressBet account and bet on Prairie Meadows. If I was a TVG customer, I could
3: correct yep, that's right yep. that's that that's exactly right and and uh if you if you wanted to to make a bet and you were located in the state of Iowa then the way to do that for pari uh, uh racing would be uh to establish an account through TVG and and I would say that you do not need to uh establish an account in person right. for the ADW account right so that's a that's another thing
0: no absolutely and i've been I've been betting on uh, my ADW account probably since I don't know late '90s, certainly uh, certainly early uh, early in this century. Anyways, uh, we move on, Brian. And thanks for clearing that up. Esports. I saw the. Uh, I saw something that esports may be coming to Iowa through DraftKings. They they want to um, uh, make it legal to wager on. On esports. Um, I know that this is an age thing from where I sit. I just, I don't get it, Brian. I don't know, uh, the appetite for it, how you're going to regulate it. It seems to me that it would be very difficult. Uh, these guys apparently, as Trent just informed me, they refer to themselves as athletes for sitting in their chair and, and holding whatever that thing is they hold in their hands. And that don't, um, but you know what I mean? Um, but is it coming? Is it, what's the likelihood of esports being available to wager on in Iowa?
3: Yep. So uh, you're absolutely correct. DraftKings presented to the commission uh, at the April meeting uh, their proposal to uh, offer eSports. They, uh, the request was for the fantasy sports platform, not for sports wagering. And so it includes you know all of those games that, uh, like you, I'm not as familiar with, League of Legends, Rocket League, Call of Duty, um, and so uh, they presented it to the Commission in April it will come back on the agenda June 4th and uh, the Commission will need to make a decision uh, with regard to the fantasy sports platform um, there are some uh, some legal questions that the sports industry is trying to work out re- uh, for the sports platform um, and, and it comes down to exactly what you said uh, the way the definition um, was was uh, written um is uh, is esports something that uh um would be considered an athletic contest and and so uh in the fantasy sports chapter of Iowa of of Iowa code um it it permits for any contest authorized by the commission that language is not the same uh in 99F where sports wagering is so i think uh it's it's two separate questions depending on uh the type of customer that that you are, but uh, I, I think what will be considered at the June 4th meeting is whether or not uh, eSports uh, could be something uh, that falls on the fantasy sports platform.
2: Brian, question uh, came from a listener of the program asking, there's an exhibition match happening this weekend in golf with Ricky Fowler, Roy McIlroy involved in it, and of course, uh, coming up, we have the Mannings going up against Tiger and Phil. These exhibition you know, matches... No Manning Brady, isn't it? a brady yeah, yeah yeah regardless are these going to be available inside the state of iowa to bet on or are there different parameters that they have to fall under
3: yeah unfortunately not it's just it just seems like it's just kind of one hit after another and really and, you know, the commission's trying to be as creative as they can and and trying to get things uh, to fit but um the charity events uh are not something that we can permit and so it's um, so those uh, are not go- going to be on the board, and so um, you know the Korean baseball league. That's something uh, that the commission picked up right away. That's been very popular, and and we just hope that um, you know some of these other sports uh, get going, and, and that there are more options available.
0: Yeah, who saw this coming, right? I mean, sports shutting down. So uh, what? let me ask what's the likelihood that you would have had this request for esports had we not been in the situation we're in where there are no sports to wager on do you think that esports would have darkened your doorstep
3: i, I do think it okay it's going to come uh but it this pandemic absolutely accelerated uh the request and the push and so uh, I, I, I don't think this is something we would have been considering, uh, in 2020, uh, had it not have been for the pandemic. But, uh, and, and, and these requests, this is something that is, is popping up in every state. And as we call around, uh, it looks like most of the states in the, uh, in, in the U.S. have, uh, authorized or will be authorizing fantasy sports, uh, or esports for fantasy sports. And, uh, on the sports platform, um, there, there are really only two states, uh, I believe, in, in the country that have authorized it. But like uh, like us, um, uh, many of them are starting to look at it and seeing how uh, it might fit uh, within within their their laws.
0: You know, just back to your point, Trent. From earlier, so I'm I'm, I'm messing around on the internet here. Mm-hmm. I just came across a picture of an event at the Barclays Center in New York City. Yeah. It's packed. I told you. This is a real thing. There are three commentators sitting at their TV. They've got a major set that's built mm-hmm. where these guys are doing play by play and analysis. Is there half time of these things? Uh, yeah, can they break Do in? They? Yeah. Brian, I had no idea. Uh, But thanks for coming on. We appreciate you clearing this up. Go ahead, Trent.
2: Well, a lot of different questions certainly out there right now. One of the biggest ones after the governor worked to open up the state across all 99 counties on Friday. But one thing we didn't hear a whole lot about was casinos. What's the latest you can tell us as uh, people get ready to go back in and play some cards, make a pull, make a bet on a horse? What can you tell us?
3: Yeah, so... Um, uh, yesterday, we found out that the closure extension, uh, uh, that the closure order was extended through uh, May 27th. And so now the earliest uh, the casinos can open uh, are May 28th. Um, We're hearing that a few facilities, uh, the ones that have amenities like golf, fine dining, um, and and, uh, spas uh, uh, are looking to open before that. That's something that they can do. But as far as the gaming uh, piece uh, at the earliest is May 28th. Uh, we have a list of uh, social distancing guidelines mm-hmm. that the industry has put together. They're ready to go. And so, uh, so uh you know, they can uh, can appreciate, um, you know, the need to, 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 to not be open at this point in time. Um, but when they uh, are able to go, uh, they'll be prepared. And I think we'll see things happen pretty quickly um, once they're able. And, and in a lot of those, the guidelines that are put together, uh, you know, not anything that um, probably will surprise a lot of guests, uh, you know, in terms of um, removing chairs, uh, maybe shutting down machines. Uh, food service will will all be uh something that's not self-serve and so these are just things that um we'll see uh that could change depending on uh, any additional orders that are made by uh, the department of public health or the governor's office but i think everyone is hopeful that may 28th um you know that they would be open but at this point um, it, the the order was extended uh, through that date,
0: uh, Brian. I know you don't speak for Prairie Meadows. You are the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. But when it comes to horse racing, I believe that they have to race so many uh, so many days in order for them to keep their gaming license uh, or certainly aspects of it. Do you know what they're planning to do with the 2020 racing season? Because normally they'd be underway. I know that there's a bunch of you know stables that are on hold right now that want to spend the summer in Altoona that have spent the summer in Altoona for in some cases decades if if the green light is given for may 28th have you heard anything pursuant to when horse racing might start up?
3: so so it actually uh, you bring up a good distinction. so the paramuttual facilities were uh, allowed to open um, without spectators. that it was the other thing we found out yesterday and so um, so just because they were allowed to open, um it, it really falls uh, back on the operator as to whether or not they will open we're going to see greyhound racing at iowa greyhound park on may 16th it'll be conducted without spectators uh they're ready to go uh, and that's in dubuque right. uh, prairie meadows on the other hand um they are still not opening uh their barn area and so uh, that is is has been uh you know obviously as you might imagine kind of a point of contention and in the industry they want to be on the backside. they want to be training Prairie Meadows um, is concerned um, uh, from a health standpoint and so um, at at some point if there is uh, the ability to open the casino um, then I I do think that all of those things that you mentioned there's uh, a a statutorily required number of race dates uh, purse levels um, and all of those things that Prairie Meadows uh, and the horsemen are going to have to figure out. And so um, so there's still time. There's still time to get the dates in. It's not going to look – schedule's going to be different than what uh, they were planning on, but uh, um, but uh, they are going to have to come together once the casinos are open and figure out um, when they're going to race.
0: Uh, last thing, just to uh, button this up for us, the e-speed vote will be – what date did you say, June the 1st?
3: It'll be June 4th.
0: Okay and uh, they they will get a thumbs-up or a thumbs-down at that meeting, do you think?
3: I think so. Okay. I think uh, for the eSports platform.
0: Right, gotcha. Brian, as always, man, thanks for letting us pick your brain. Uh, we certainly appreciate the relationship, and uh, thanks for what you do for us.
3: Yep, a- anytime. Thanks, guys. Good thanks, to talk Brian. to
0: you. Brian Rilko from the Iowa Racing and Gaming Commission. All right, Trent, a little bit late, so let's do this before we get the Restaurant Radio. Uh, KXNO and iHeart want to help you with your bills text the keyword money to 200-200. Right now it's your chance to win a $1,000. That's money to 200-200.
3: You'll get a confirmation text and if all standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest.
0: Uh, NCMIC sponsors Restaurant Radio. Trent and I will do that until oh, I don't know, 10 before 11 or thereabouts. Uh, the governor's scheduled to join the program. We'll carry her press conference at 11 and then MLB conversation at 11.30 with Matt Snyder of CBS. Sports.com. Miller and Condon till noon. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. One of- Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460
4: KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM.
0: It's time for Restaurant Radio. You're listening to Miller & Condon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Appreciate you being with us here today. Just before we get into Restaurant Radio, it's sponsored by NCMIC. NCMIC, Nick Mick, Darren Ravel just tweeted out this little note. This restaurant chain has become the second highest grossing restaurant chain. McDonald's is one. Okay. This is now numero Two. I'm going to go
2: with Pizza Hut. No. swinging a miss. Yep. Right food? No. Fast food? Yep. Burger King? No. Wendy's? No. Subway? No. I ran low. Arby's? No. Culver's? No. <laughs> what do you got for me? Taco Bell was number two. They are now number three. Taco, not Taco John's. That's more of a regional. Closed Fancy. on Sunday. Oh, Chick Fil A. Chick Fil A. N- number two. Ooh, I've hit up Chick Fil A uh, once during the pandemic for lunch, and it was delicious. Yeah, that's,
0: that's good. It's good. That's I have good to t- try the uh, what? Who put, who put? What's their competition? Popeyes. The
2: Popeyes chicken sandwich. That they I've...
0: ran out of right? Yes. What yeah. a marketing move. I mean, it was. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, 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 you want to put it out, but you maybe don't want to run out. Right. But at the same time, the demand had to be just. Through the roof, Anyways, we move on. Staying with that restaurant theme, though, it's time to get into restaurant radio. Uh, let's get Eli on here. He's got a great story. I had no idea about Eli and Stu's Barbecue, the behind-home plate uh, at Principal Park. They've been there for a long time. Wells Fargo, you can find him at uh, Merle Hay. Let's get uh, Eli in here to tell us about Stu's Barbecue. I don't want to miss anything. How are you, Eli? Uh,
1: well, considering I'm doing great. Um, yeah. You know, like you said, we've been at the ballpark for 25 years at uh, Principal Park, the i and obviously we're doing no business there right. at the moment. Um, some fortune We really missed doing that. And Wells Fargo, we were actually at the Boys Basketball High School State Tournament when all this closed down. You know, they didn't close on right. the last day, uh, and we haven't seen any action since over so at those two events. Yeah, sadly. Uh, well, and- hey, you know, we reopened. Okay. We had to close down for a month because at first, kind of like everybody, we didn't know how long this was going to last or mm-hmm. what we were going to do or uh, how we were going to make any money. And the mall closed. Uh, we kind of sat around for three to four weeks, not knowing you know, what to do or how to do it, and decided to get back. We reopened the mall two weeks ago. We, you know, pushed and pushed and pushed our online sales and our online marketing. Um, and it's worked. Uh, but we just want to get our name out there, you know, as much as we can. We don't want people. To think that we're not serving just because they can't get us those two you know great des moines places like wells fargo arena and principal park
2: i have had stews many a times that's usually been a lunch or a dinner for me as i'm calling games all throughout the day either for the state baseball tournament down at principal park or of course at wells fargo arena tell us about your merle hay location tell us what you guys do there and certainly different than inside the ballpark where you are more limited and you know, you have to be making things that people can eat while sitting down with it in their lap. Tell us what you guys do at the Merle Hay location.
1: Sure. Well, I will say we have all of our favorites still, even if they're not easy to sit down and eat. You know, barbecue nachos is one of our top sellers at the Iowa Cubs. People love those. I mean, it was in the paper a couple years ago as well.
0: Uh, say uh, that so again, Eli. You just cut out you, you cut out briefly. What, what was one of the favorites?
1: Our uh, barbecue nachos. Gotcha. Um, big favorite at the Iowa Cubs. Well, so... Okay countless amounts of them every single game so we you know we want to bring the aspect of those special things still to merle Hay. we want to have all the favorites so that even though you can't go to the game and sit and enjoy it in the park you can't go and enjoy your favorite event at Walls bar or a concert you can still come get that good food and maybe even may give you a little more comfort still um but what we did here when we re- reopened is we brought almost all of our equipment here our Two large smokers, one of them sitting right off Douglas Avenue with our name and hmm. our big Stu's logo on it. Um, and we've been at Merle Hay, I'd say, almost five years we opened. And I recently took over um, all three events this last November um, when I left my job, which was previously in healthcare. But that's, you know, this family business we have has always been a part of it. And so when we reopened out here, we brought all of our smokers. We have all our smoked meats. We have our pulled pork sandwiches. We specialize in our brisket. Our ribs are an absolute number one seller. Uh, People really, really love those, and so do we, so we're happy with that. Um, We try and mix it up. You know, we do salmon fillets every couple of weeks. Uh, We try to add new items and just, you know, keep people looking for something new, but always keep the favorites so that they can always get what they're looking forward to, you know.
2: Eli, uh, the Merle Hay Location Mall opening up, we were hearing more and more. Not the business, I'm sure, that you anticipate early on, but how's the traffic been inside the mall? I, I know down, obviously, but how's it been, at least compared to maybe where you thought you were going to be?
1: Sure. Well, I'll tell you this. The food court is not open. So they took out, there's gotcha. 300 or there's 100 tables you can sit, three to 400 people in this food court. Uh, but when this all started, they took out every single one of the chairs mm-hmm. so that even if people did get inside for any reason, they couldn't sit down and congregate. Uh, so Merle Hay did take a lot of, you know, very safe steps to ensure the safety of the staff that is, is still here and the patrons that will come in. And as the mall has opened, uh, they're not allowed over 50% capacity, so they have locked up some doors uh, just to kind of control that. Um But, you know... <laughs> A ghost town would be probably an understatement when you look through the food court um, because as we don't want anyone to catch this, they don't either. So a lot of people are still staying home, uh, which is absolutely understandable. Safety is key. And so the steps we've taken to do that is obviously disinfecting after every single customer. If someone does walk up and we communicate with them or they touch anything, we disinfect afterwards. We always make sure to change our gloves in between every customer, and we're wearing masks. Even though everything's going to reopen, we are still going to offer curbside pickup because you know we did it before. Why can't we do it now? Still, right. especially when we don't. We want safety to be the priority. And if someone feels more comfortable driving up, buying the food, and me pushing it or putting it into their car and them driving away, then we're all for that.
0: Well, we uh, certainly hope that uh, you know things get back to some normal, that you're sitting in your concession stand behind home plate at Principal Park or uh, when the uh, Wild come back or the Wolves or a concert down at Wells Fargo Arena. We hope we can find you there sooner rather than later. But right now we'll find Stu's Barbecue at Merle Hay Mall. Where should we look inside the mall? Uh, whereabouts
1: exactly are you? So if you come to Merle Hay Mall, we're on the north west side if you go on either side of cole's pretty much you can okay. walk right in but um cole's in the parking ramp right there you can pull right up to the glass doors walk right inside or call us we can bring it right out um our numbers on our facebook page which is stews barbecue catering concessions are at stews barbecue 1 bbq and my number is 515-770-1463. If anyone wants to contact and call ahead, they're more than welcome. 770-1463,
0: 1463 Eli, thanks for sharing your story. Best of luck to you.
1: Hey! Thank you, guys, same so much. Stay safe.
2: Yeah, you do the same. Thank you, really. I appreciate. It. Let's uh, uh, West Des Moines. We headed to next, Trent Condon. We are a couple locations in Des Moines. It's McAllister's Deli. It's one of my favorites. A uh, great lunch destination, and my wife and I, when we have a little time, and well, we don't have kids at home. That's a place <laughs> we like to stop when we're both off of work, and we welcome in Amy to talk about McAllister's. Amy, thanks for joining us today.
5: Hey, guys! Thanks so much.
0: I appreciate you coming on, Amy. I'm going to get the address here right off the bat. looks like 4555 South 64th Street. Is that correct?
5: Yes, and we also have a location in Des Moines, too, on Douglas Avenue. On
0: Douglas? Whereabouts on Douglas? Uh,
5: 5910 Douglas Avenue. Okay. Right across the street from a giant shopping center.
0: Okay, gotcha. Uh, Tell us about your menu at McAllister's Deli.
5: Yeah, so our menu is largely com- comprised of sandwiches, soups, salads, buds, and sweet tea. Um, so we've been around since 1989, and largely what was on the menu then is still what's on the menu today. Um, most people love like our Metalistus Club sandwich. So it's 13 layers and Sheesh. has turkey and ham and uh, honey mustard, and it's delicious. So we have over 100 items on our menu. So we feel like there's something for
2: everyone. <laughs> French dip is outstanding. That's my favorite every time I go in. Ken, Solid. I know you're a huge sandwich guy, Ken. I am. You need to put this on the list. I'm Look, looking at the pictures, the yes. The one closer to you would be the one, it's Merle Hay and Douglas, right on, close to the intersection okay. there, if you're looking for the location. I'm looking
0: at the New Yorker, Amy. That's oh. uh, That's got my attention. I see the French dip. The Italian looks good. Boy, everything looks good on this thing. Um, hey, well, let me ask you about wraps. When did wraps become a thing?
5: um they've been on our menu for for quite some time um and they've become more popular because people you know like this low carb kind of world mm-hmm. that we're we're living in so they've become more popular you know i would say over the past year and what's kind of neat about michael's is, is that you know any one of our sandwiches can be made in a wrap so if you uh like that option it's, it's def- definitely there for you our, our grilled chicken Caesar wrap is, is phenomenal
2: Another uh, thing as you get to the end of lunch, uh, love the desserts that you guys have there. and what something is about you and desserts? Oh, well, I mean, look at me. I, I like my desserts. <laughs> you look like an athlete. Yeah, you right, the worst right, right. You. I've got to be carb loading over here. The Brookies, though, half brownie, half cookie. Oh Incredible. Yeah, it's a dangerous treat,
5: let me tell you. <laughs> like, it, it's like every time I'm like, oh, I'm just going to eat half of it. I'm just going to eat half of it. I mean, of course not. Like I eat the whole thing. Right. So those are brand new to our menu. You guys would love them uh we have a cinnabon cheesecake which is
0: just exceptional um that i highly recommend too so the brookie uh the best of both worlds oh i see you've got one on top so it's not like the left side if you're looking at it is the brownie the right side is the cookie where you choose if you bite into it you're going to get a taste of both right yeah gotcha uh
5: do you have catering too we do um we have lots of catering options right now we're we're pushing box lunches you know kind of like a contactless option we have uh a classic you know box lunch just turkey or ham but we also offer like our you know our famous McAllister's club and a box lunch and then we also have uh like a breakfast box lunch which is pretty neat it's like a breakfast croissant sandwich that you can get Ham, bacon, or sausage, and then within that breakfast box,
0: lunch also includes like a fresh fruit cup and a uh, side of yogurt. McAllister's Deli McAllister's uh, Been in business for over thirty years. That that's impressive in the restaurant business, Amy.
5: Yeah, definitely. We you know we're still relatively new to to West Des Moines and Des Moines, and we hope to eventually keep growing in iowa but um yeah it's a, it's a fantastic
0: concept uh your hours right
5: now we are open ten thirty to 9
0: 10 30 to 9 and that's every day of the week yes sir good stuff amy uh thanks for sharing McAllister's deli story give us the two locations one more time before we let you go yes
5: yeah, so we have a location in des moines at 59 10 Douglas Avenue, and then the location in West Des Moines is 455 South 64th Street.
0: Good stuff, Amy. Thank
5: you. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Yeah,
0: good to talk to you. There's Amy from McAllister's Deli. Trent, it seems from different days, We, for whatever reason, we get a concentrate on an area of town yeah right? yeah seems like we're big on merle hay road today that's where we're at radio. yes let's go to bennegan's shall we lonnie joins the program bennegan's did they just not undergo a big remodel
2: they did huge renovation there yeah. and uh, lonnie can fill us in the last time i was in there was oh boy it was in the winter time and they were still going through the renovations lonnie how's things going you guys uh got to be itching to get things open and, and ready to go with the new renovations
6: yeah, just just trying to ramp up again, guys. We we were closed from uh, November till March ninth, uh, doing a major renovation. The restaurant wow. looks uh, totally different than it did before. And then we are opened the course on March ninth, and we got Jeez. eight days of business in before we had to shut down. <laughs>
0: That's again. crazy. I mean, just the luck, right? Uh, unbelievable. Well, it's a popular spot. There's no doubt about that. And does it lean?
6: Does it lean Irish? Would you? Is, is that fair to say? Uh, yeah, we're we're an Irish American beer yeah. uh, or excuse me, Irish American restaurant. Um, a lot of a lot of Guinness items in our uh, in our recipes. We're, we're planning on reopening on uh, on Saturday. We just couldn't quite pull it together uh, to get it done for tomorrow, and we're we're going to open from uh, 11 a.m. till nine p.m. every day. Uh, and even though we're attached to the holiday and we're we're not going to open immediately serving breakfast um, until we see how things get going here, probably until June 1st.
2: Well, and you guys also have a new website, Bennegan's Des Moines dot com, where people can go, and even if they're not going to dine in, they can still get uh, the curbside, the carryout that you guys have there. Tell us a little bit about what the plan is for ordering and what you're going to do with the curbside pickup.
6: Uh, well, we've been we've been doing to-go and curbside uh since a week ago Monday, most people actually have wanted to come in and pick it up because they haven't seen the restaurant. Yeah, no, so sure. they want to see what the new restaurant and lounge looks like, which has been kind of cool, a lot of positive comments and people saying that they can't wait to be able to come in and sit down in here. Um, we, are, we are going to open with a limited menu, um, which can be found on our Bennigan's on Merle Hay Facebook page. Until we can get ramped up, we'll probably stay on that menu until June one.
0: The bar will you? The bars are not open, right? I mean, the bars portion of the restaurant is—is that accurate?
6: Uh, That is accurate. There won't be any seating at the bar, but we do have tables in our in our bar area, guys. So there'll be a there'll be five five or six tables in there that people can be in the bar atmosphere, yep. but they can't be at the bar. Uh,
2: mm-hmm. Makes sense. Lonnie, couple of favorites on the menu. People looking to give Bennegan's a try, haven't been there in a while. Tell us about a couple of your favorites. Black and Tan?
6: Ooh. Uh, yep, the, the Black and Tan is a, is a great beer. Yes, it um, is. We do have uh, 10 local uh, beers on tap now as well. Um we're we're excited to get going again. We've got twenty beers on tap total.
0: Uh, good stuff, uh, Lonnie. Give us the address, the website one more time, and then you mentioned you've got a Facebook
6: page. Yeah, our Facebook page is Bennegan's on Merle Hay. Um, the website for the full menu is Bennigan's dot com. Like I said, we won't be starting out with that full menu. Probably ramp up to that on June one. Um, our phone number is 515-276-7777. And our address is 4800 Merle Hay Road, and we are uh, a restaurant which is attached to a 200-room holiday and hotel and suites.
0: Can't miss it. Lonnie, thanks for coming on and sharing Bennington's story. That's wild. You guys get open, and eight days later, you're uh, forced to shut down uh, due to the virus. Um, uh,
6: well, well, we'll come back better than ever.
0: C- counting on you to do that. Thank you, Lonnie. <laughs>
6: Yeah, thanks, guys. Appreciate yep, it. I appreciate you coming on.
0: Trent, before we get to Whiskey River, they're in Ames. They're in Ankeny. I'm going to talk about Founders Pub as, as well. Mm-hmm. Alborado's Mexican Restaurant. Uh, yes. They asked us to uh, – they didn't have time to come on, but asked us if we would include them today. Um, uh, the website
2: is Alborado's. Am I saying that right, Alborado's well, Des Moines dot com? I'll be honest. I've had this before, but this has been a stop late night back in the day. Okay, This would be one of those after – Having a few cocktails that you'd soak it up. Well, speaking of late, late in the, in the day, evening,
0: they're open till three o'clock. That's the On way. On the
2: weekend, they're open to four a.m. Yes, and that's the reason behind it. <laughs> so, what I've said it. I don't know if I've said it correctly. because Well, probably
0: not at that time. I hope you're not driving. I know you're not driving. No,
2: no. Overserved, yes. Not driving to get there, though.
0: Gotcha. Alborados, uh, Des Moines.com. They're open from 8 until 3. Friday and Saturday, they are there until 4 in the morning. Let me find the address. There they are. They're just down the street from us. There's
2: one there. There's a, a few of them. Oh, they're on Douglas
0: town. as well. But yep. there's one on Ingersoll.
2: I know where they're at on Ingersoll. Mm-hmm. There's
0: a drive-through. Yes, uh, twenty-five ten Ingersoll Avenue here in Des Moines, and uh, over on Douglas Avenue. Boy, we're all over Douglas today. Fifty-five twenty-five Douglas Avenue in Des Moines. Albarado's, Brenda. Good luck to you, and we appreciate hearing from you. Uh, let's get to Nikki's. Nikki's uh, has Whiskey River in Ankeny, but also in Ames. Ames is open. Uh, they have been.
2: Yeah, for a while. Story they County. They were
0: not one of the 22 counties mm-hmm. that until uh, yesterday were under the red light. As of tomorrow, the green light goes on. But Nikki joins us. Nikki, how's things been in Ames since you guys have been uh, able to have customers in your restaurant? Thanks for coming on, first of all. How are things? Sure. Hi, guys. Yeah,
4: they, things have been good in Ames. Um, it's really busy. Um, people are being really friendly and nice. Yep. Um, yeah, things are going really well. Have you seen a,
2: a majority of the people that come in? people wearing masks do they have masks off when they come into the restaurant you still have the six feet of distance between the tables but at least what have you seen up there over uh, since things have been opened up in story county
4: we really have not seen a single person come in in a mask hmm. um everybody that comes in is feeling pretty confident um and it's been really busy so it's been good
0: I want to talk about whiskey because it seems to me like there's always these these phases, right? The the these eras. I mean, beer's going to be around forever. Whiskey's around forever, but whiskey seems to be more specialized now. It's not just you know you go you you take your ten bucks, you, you run off and you buy a <laughs> jug of whiskey. Uh, whiskey's really become a thing now, and it's kind of a become uh, something that a lot of uh, men and women are really into the higher brand whiskeys, if you will. I'm not sure I'm, I'm phrasing it properly. But the whiskey seems to be exploding. Is that accurate?
4: Yes, I would say so for sure. Um, it's kind of like a, a hobby for some people. Uh-huh. It's kind of like, you know, a little scorecard they keep, you know, like how many whiskeys they can try. Yeah, it's really kind of a um, become a thing lately.
0: What's the difference between rye and bourbon? Do you know?
4: Oh, gosh. I knew you were going to ask me that. I don't know. That's, <laughs> that's probably terrible. I mean, that's my husband's territory. I All right. leave that up to him.
2: Well, tell us uh, about what you have going on on the menus. People excited to get to the Whiskey River, certainly in Ankeny, as things will be opening up and, of course, what you guys have at Ames. But tell us about a few of your menu items.
4: Yeah, so our menus are pretty similar um, in Ames and in Ankeny. We have uh, fresh patty burgers. We have hand-breaded tenderloins, um, grinders. We have some pretty awesome salads. Um, you know, of course, the, the normal tub fare, cheese balls and fried pickles, Um we do have some like chimichangas and some baked cavatelli. Uh, so we have a wide uh, a wider rice for everybody.
0: You know, I'm, uh, I'm a beer drinker, but I, I'm looking at your website right now, Whiskey River Ankeny. And uh, 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 guys like me that aren't into whiskey will certainly find something uh, to whet their appetite or to whet their whistle. Uh, pretty good beer selection, pretty good uh, beer on tap selection at Whiskey River.
4: Oh, yeah. We have about 30 beers on tap at Whiskey River in Ankeny. So, yeah, a little bit for everybody there.
0: What's going on at Founders Pub in Durant?
4: Well, we've been doing takeout for the last eight weeks or so, um, and we are getting geared up to open on Friday as well. We're super excited. Um, you know, we're going to take the precautions necessary, but we're super excited to open up. Um, our friends there are super excited to come in and get some food. Um, get a good cheeseburger, some cheese balls. Um, it's right on the Chautauqua Valley Trail. So um, some bicyclists, you know, bicycling has kind of exploded in the last couple of weeks too. Um, so bicyclists will be able to stop in uh, for lunch or dinner. And um, we have a huge patio there. So they'll be able to, you know, keep their distance and still have a nice lunch. How difficult has
2: it been kind of reconfiguring the different restaurants that you have? You mentioned the patio area. I know the Whiskey River up in Ankeny have been up on the uh, patio last summer, the rooftop and looking out over the city, which is really, really cool. But just uh, it's got to be a lot of parameters that you got to figure out how you're going to place the tables, how you're going to get the chairs all around there while maintaining that social distancing.
4: It is. Good thing that we have a lot of storage area at all three places, um, so we're able to tuck some chairs away, um, block some tables off, and, you know, everybody just gets it. Everybody's super cool about it. They understand, you know, like, what's going on, what what's expected of them, and what's expected of us, um, so we just kind of have blocked some stuff off, and then, tuck the rest of the bar stools and chairs away for a day uh when we can bring those back
0: out uh what uh what else you want to get in here before we let you go a uh, whiskey river ankeny whiskey river in ames same menu
4: at both places nikki for the most part they are very similar yes okay. so all three locations have very similar menus with the cheeseburger salads um, very similar yeah
0: uh anything you want to get in before we let you go
4: um, i don't think so thanks for having me on
0: best of luck to you thank you nikki Okay, thank you. Good to bye. talk to you. Bye bye, Nikki uh, from Whiskey River, Ankeny. And you're right, they've got a great uh, deck upstairs, yes. right? Um Ivan Bidden, wife has with friends, and she's uh, raised. You didn't a lot. go? No, I stayed home that day, Trent. Believe it that's or a not, a shocker. <laughs> uh, but but got a good report nonetheless. Yes, yeah, that's good. Uh, Whiskey River, Ankeny, Whiskey River, Ames, and Founders in NC NCMIC makes it possible for us to do restaurant radio twice weekly. Probably in the maybe starting next week, we're going to carve this down to once a week mm-hmm. uh, as restaurants start to open up. But look at uh, the offer still there. Yes, if you own a restaurant, work at a restaurant, want people to hear about your favorite restaurant, you know somebody there uh just have them reach out to trent on facebook uh trent condon or email me ken miller show ken miller show at gmail.com and we will schedule you uh to be part of restaurant radio in the weeks ahead ncmic sponsors
2: it's been a lot of fun do you have a a restaurant that you're how kind of Jonesing for as you look towards the weekend, anything? Good question. I'm telling uh, you, McAllisters, yeah. you like their sandwiches. You're a big sandwich guy. I am a big sandwich guy. That's Trent. your lunch, seemingly every day. <laughs> I do get in a rut. You found that about me? Oh, a rut. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's that's an understatement, right there.
0: Yeah, I don't know. We've been uh, we've been popping all around Ankeny. My wife uh, yeah. Cindy likes to go out and grab it for me, um, for us. Yes. I don't know, and she's been cooking up a storm. I don't know. I think Claxons. Oh, that's always good. I'm a big fan of Andy's Barbecue mm-hmm. over in Altoona. And they've been so good to us, mm-hmm. me, over the years. And hopefully we will be again when we actually have sports that we can predict outcomes of, huh? Oh, that, that sounds great. What a concept. Uh, Kim Reynolds coming up next. Bottom of the hour, Matt Snyder on MLB, Miller & Condon, 1461.